Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. You bring your Bible with you. You should have brought your Bible with you. Because the Bible said in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Amen. And everything was made was made by the Word. Amen. So if you're going to make it, you got to have what? Come on now. The Bible said He sent His Word to heal us and to deliver us from destruction. Amen. Praise God. You got to have the Word. Faith comes by what? Hearing what? Praise God. If you want to have faith, what? You got to hear the Word. Praise God. And nothing shall be impossible to the believer. Amen. So the key to it is believing his word. Everybody's going to have problems and challenges that come in this life, but the key to it is having the word. You know what the word does? Makes you an overcomer. It makes you laugh at the obstacles that come in front of you. Amen. Praise God. It makes you laugh because things that are seen are temporal, but things that cannot be seen are eternal. Praise God. The power of God cannot be seen with your natural eye, but it's eternal power, and it'll work in your behalf. But you got to believe God. Amen. And believing comes by what I'm listening to. Believing comes by what I'm looking at. Believing comes by what I'm hearing. And so the key to it is keep the Word of God in front of you. Whatever problem, I learned this, Whatever problem you want to solve, saturate yourself with that word. Amen. Praise God. If you have financial trouble, what you need to do is saturate yourself with the word of God that promises prosperity. Saturate yourself with the word concerning that subject matter. Amen. And the word will get in you. Amen. And all God's God's word is empowered with the ability to produce the word it's describing. So if the word is describing healing, then there's power in that word to do what? To manifest healing in your body. Praise God. Amen. God didn't say I'm your physician for nothing. Amen. Praise God. We're going to talk about divine healing today. God wants you well. We've been teaching on honor. And I'm going to show you in the Bible today that healing is a benefit to those that honor God. It's one of the benefits, just one of them. Every promise in the Bible manifests because of my honor for God. And so we're going to be on this subject for a while. Turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. Somebody get me out of this hole quick. I feel like I'm preaching out of a well. Praise God. I know y'all fix it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Healing is a benefit for those who honor God. Amen. Amen. I want to show you that in the Bible. That healing manifests for people who honor God. It'll manifest in their life. I want to show you in the Bible that it's God's will for you to be healed. Amen. And one, one reason why people can't receive their healing because they don't know if God wants them healed or not. Another reason why people don't receive their healing is because they don't understand the finished work of Jesus Christ has perfected them. And so they're guilty about their past. One of the reasons why they call it the past, because you're supposed to leave it where? That's why they call it the past. 
<laughs> they, don't call, they don't call it the future, they call it the past because that's what you're supposed to live. You cannot live your future living in your past. Renewing your past. Never renew the past with a brand new day. Never use a brand new day <laughs> to live in your past with it. Amen. The Bible said his, his, his mercy is new every morning. That he daily loadeth us with benefits. Come on now. I got new, I got new mercies every day. I got new benefits every day. I got new manifestations of God's love and mercy in my life that need to be discovered. I ain't got time to use my mind to fill it up with my past. Amen. They call it the past because that's where it belongs, in the past. Today is a new day. Amen. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes, we're teaching on honor, but today we're going to teach on one of the benefits of honoring God is soundness of body from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Amen. Now, you're not learning this just for yourself because you're going to meet somebody in life that needs a revelation of God's healing power. Amen. And you don't want to say, let me call my pastor. Amen. I might be in Oklahoma somewhere. What you going to do then? Listen, I hope I have time to show you the Bible. <clears throat> Jesus, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he was present at every, well, I can't even say that because he wasn't. He wasn't even present at every healing. He was the instrument of every healing, but God did the healing through him. He did the healing through him. You are not the healer. You are just a vessel to carry the healing power to the person that needs healing. Amen. amen. Come on now. That means you are of great value to God. Yes, amen. The church is of great value to him. And once the church realizes that God wants them well from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet, amen, and that he has called them to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And he that believeth shall be saved. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to, what these signs shall follow them that do what? Believe. That's why you got to keep believing. Mm -hmm. These signs shall follow them that believe. Mm -hmm. In my name, mm -hmm. they shall do what with devils? I thought you were going to say run from them. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you shouldn't be afraid of the devil once you get saved. You shouldn't be, something's in the house. Well, cast it out. <laughs> cast it out. <laughs> no, they shall cast out devils. Then it says they shall do what? Lay hands on the sick. And they might. Well, that's a big difference then. That's, she says she's determined it shall. She said they shall. Okay, we're going to go with she said. They shall. Amen. Receive, be made whole. They shall be made whole. They shall recover. Yeah. Amen. So the moment you lay hands on them, they're doing what? You don't have to look at them and say, let me look at you. You're getting better? No, they're recovering. And when, when you talk to somebody, when you're recovering, you're not supposed to say, well, well, I still got some. No, you're supposed to say, I'm what? I'm recovering. You say what the word says. I'm recovering. 
You don't have to give a list of the symptoms. Well, I still feel. <laughs> no. Because believing is agreeing what the word is doing. Believing is not talking about my symptoms. Believing is talking about what the word is doing. Makes a big difference. Believing is discussing what the word is saying, not how I'm feeling. Because the word is de designed to change how I'm feeling. Amen. The word is designed to change how I'm feeling. So it's changing how I'm feeling as long as I'm believing. And believing means I'm talking about what the word is doing. I'm not talking about the doctor's report I got. Amen. Praise the report is there. And God knew you were going to get some reports. That's why he asked the question. Whose report will you believe? Which means whose report are you going to be talking about? Whose report are you going to be rehearsing over the phone with your friends? And a lot of times when people ask you how you're doing, they want you to repeat your symptoms. They want you to repeat your symptoms. That's okay for them to ask you how you're doing because many times people don't know what to ask you. But it's not your job to figure out what they're supposed to ask. It's your job to know what to say. <laughs> they told Jesus, uh, Jesus said, Lazarus is sleeping. He said, no, 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 he's dead. Okay, whatever. <laughs> he, said, he said, but it doesn't matter if he's sleeping because I am what? I am the resurrection. So Jesus has become the answer. For whatever situation I'm facing, he's the answer. I just need to saturate Jesus with my situation. Amen. And then it says in Mark chapter 16, and, and the disciples went everywhere preaching the gospel. And then the Lord went with them. He went with them. So when you go lay hands on somebody, you don't go by yourself. You need to go like Mark 16 says. And a lot of times people don't see Jesus going with them because they, they are void of the word. He said, and the Lord went with them. You can't go by yourself. Don't go in the hospital room by yourself. Amen. They said, they said that about what the American Express did. Is that what they said about American Express? They, they just said, the commercial said what? They said that about a credit card. <laughs> they said that about a credit card. Don't leave home. And you can remember it. They ingrained it in you so much, you can remember it. So that if you walked out with your American and forgot it and left it in the house, you're supposed to say, oops, let me get back in here and get my card. Why? Because it has some ability with it. They knew you were leaving some financial ability at home, purchasing power at home that you couldn't use when you got out and needed to purchase something. So they said, don't leave home without it. <laughs> when it comes to Jesus, <laughs> you really don't want to leave without him because Isaiah 55 said, come by milk. Yeah. 
bread without money. Come on now. Jesus can do more than your American Express card can do. Come on now. He can, he can make it. He can make manifestations of blessing. He can cause favor to come on your life where people just want to give thanks to you instead of using the card. He can put favor on you, not just for you, but for you and your children. He said, we're living in a time where I, want to, I don't just want to bless you, but I want to bless your, you and your children's children. Come on now. So he said, the Lord went with them. But I have to believe that. I have to say, come on, Jesus. We're going. Because the word says, you went with me to confirm your word. See, you didn't promise him healing. He did. So he has to go with you to fulfill his word. Amen. He has to go with you to fulfill his word. It's his word. It's not yours. You didn't write, by his stripes we are healed. Jesus wrote that. That's his word. And it is his job to keep his word. Amen. Now, if I believe his word, then I will go with him. And I will put my hands on them. Amen. And then let him, why, why am I putting my hands on them? Because the word says lay hands on them. The only reason why we're using my hand because the word says use your hand. See, we don't do it unless the word tells us to do it. In the beginning, what's word? <laughs> the word was with God and the word was God. So when you're dealing with the word, you're dealing with So when you put your hand out there, then God knows that you know, that he knows. Amen. Praise God. That what he's getting ready to do is to confirm his word with signs following. Yeah, man. So faith is knowing yeah. what to do yeah. because the word said to do it. Yeah, now the moment you put your hand on them because you are a vessel of honor, yeah. then he releases his dunamis, miracle working, oh, yes. dynamite power, yeah. like Miss Agnes preached, the same power yeah. that raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah. Isn't that something about God? He don't care what the problem is. He uses the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's more power there than is needed to get the job done. Amen. He exerted himself when he raised Jesus from the dead. Ain't nobody been lifted out of hell before. Somebody got all uptight with me. Jesus didn't go to hell. I said, well, then you going. <laughs> The Bible says in the book of Psalms, he was in hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible says in Acts, he was in there. Yeah. He said three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Just like Jonah were in the belly of the whale, that's where I'm going to be. He said that in three places in the Bible, at least right there. Yeah. And I asked him, what, what Bible are you using? <laughs> Still had attitude. See, now I know you don't want to learn. 
And I know you do not want to learn. And I can't help you. I ain't going to tell you what I told him. It's just between me and him and anybody he tells. So I can't help you. You don't want to learn. See, your answers are in the Bible. I don't care what your challenge is. The answer is in the Bible. Yes. Because if God didn't put your answer in the Bible, then you have the right to use your own mind for the solution. And God didn't want you up all night walking the floor, wearing your body out, and wearing your joints out with worry and stress night after night because you do not have the answer for that. So he gives all the solutions in the word. Then he tells us to be skillful in the word so that you can go and find your answer in the word. Amen. Skill is being able to find your answer in the word. Now we know everybody has to grow in the word. Everybody has to grow in the word. Nobody can teach themselves the Bible. Well, you can't. Why? Because the word tells us you can't. Amen. The Bible said he gave the fivefold ministry gifts. He gave, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some teachers, some pastors for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And then he turns around and said, I'm going to give you pastors that are going to feed you with knowledge. See, I, you don't come to church for, any, for entertainment and excitement. Amen. You should be coming to church for knowledge and understanding so that you will be fruitful and multiply. Amen. Praise God. I'm doing the best I can. Praise God. He's helping me, though. And then, I'm taking it. then I'm taking what he'll give me. Amen. He said, I'm going to give you pastors to feed you. Amen. A pastor is called to be a feeder, which means you should be hungry. Amen. Hungry for the word. Praise God. There's a whole lot of people I was coming up, they was hungry for the Titans. <laughs> I said, isn't that something? They was three hours early for the game. Someone was already out there. <laughs> Tailgating. Yes. Tailgating. That's what they call it. I would be headgate if I was going to be out there. Because he said he made me the head and not the tail. Yeah. I'm going to be in front of my car. I ain't going to be at the tail of the car. I'm not going to live any place he ain't told me to be. Yeah. If you're going to go out there, get in the front of the car. Don't be tailgating it. You the head and not the tail. Above all, and not beneath. At least do it the Bible way if you're going to be out there. Amen. Well, anyway, that's a whole nother stuff. You here right now, I got to teach you. So, <clears throat> then he says, I'm going to give you pastors. And their work in your life is going to deliver you from lack. From fear and from life disappointments. The pastor stays with the people more than anybody. Day in, day out, all the calls, whatever, that is his assignment. The Bible said if you listen to him, it'll save you in any area of your life. It'll save you. If you apply it, 
see, I come to church to receive and apply. Amen. I come to church to receive and apply. That's what you have to do. Amen. To receive and apply. And then he says, go in all the world and make disciples. Yeah. He didn't say make members. He didn't say make members. He said make disciples. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He didn't say my job was membership. Amen. My job is feeding. Yeah. I'm supposed to be a good feeder. Amen. I let Jesus do the counting. Because he said the Lord add to the church. Amen. That's his job. So we don't have add to the church meetings. Amen. That's his job. My job is to feed you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And what I'm telling you now is the Lord goes with you. Yes. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead when you lay hands on that person. Mm -hmm. The power is transferable. Mm -hmm. The woman that had the issue of blood when she, she had gone to the physicians and spent all she had and she didn't get better, she got worse. Yes. She got worse. But when she heard about Jesus, yes. she said, they found out that he would heal you without a doctor's appointment. Uh, yes, Come on now, you ain't got to make an appointment. If he just got out in the street, and all I got to do is touch the hem of his garment. That's it. Boy, wouldn't you like to be a doctor with a white robe on, with a white jacket on? All y'all got to do is touch me. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. Wouldn't that be something? Well, that's not something that's not going to happen here. In this dispensation, it's not going to happen. But the power is available. And that woman found out the power was available. And her condition, her condition because she had this, this release of blood, involuntary flow of blood, she was not supposed to be out in the streets. That's right. How about Jewish law? How about? But Jesus came to fulfill the law of Moses and came to bring us a better covenant. Amen. And so she went on out in the street and she said, I can get out here past some of these people. I can get past some of these people that would condemn me. If I can get to his jacket yeah. before they catch me, yeah. that's, that's all I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> so she went curvo, covert, is what they said, covert out in the, in the streets. And, and, and she got over there, and, and she didn't even want Jesus to know she was touching it. And she reached down and touched the hem of that garment. Yeah. And the Bible said virtue left him. Yeah. Something left him. Pray. Yeah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Yeah. I think I'm feeling what left him. Praise God. When I said yeah. that, Hallelujah. is that your jacket or who was that? It was it was something happened <laughs> just now. Yeah. Something happened just now. I felt the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Praise God. Isn't it good when you feel the power yeah. of God? Come on. The power of God is real, folks. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Praise Glory. God. I feel it again. Hallelujah. See, when you start talking about the power, yeah. see, whatever you start talking about yeah. will start happening to you. Come on now. Yeah. If you start talking about it, it'll happen to yes, you. Praise God. He confirms his word. Yes, he does. So when you start talking about it, that's what'll show up. Yes, it will. Come on now. Yes. Jesus is excited about healing. Yes, he is. Amen. Yes, Jesus, he is. come on now. Yes, talk about it. Jesus is excited about healing. Yes. 
Can you imagine that? That you go through the cross, you take everybody's stripes, and Isaiah writes by the prophetic knowing on his life, by his stripes. He bore our transgressions. He took our griefs and sorrows and pains. And with his stripes, come on now, we ain't trying to get healed. Every one of you are healed right now. The devil is trying to convince you that you're sick. But oh, you in the mighty body of Christ. You praise God, he's the head and you are his body. And as he is, so are you in this world right now. Oh, glory to God. Come on now. Oh, the same power. <laughs> the power did what? Got his body up. The power got his body up. Who are you? You are his body. Come on now. And the same power that he's living by is in you right now. So you can get your healing right now. All you got to do is just say it away. Just come on now. The centurion say, you ain't even got to come to my house, Jesus, but just speak the word because he is the word made flesh. So when you talking about the word, you are talking about Jesus. When you are saying the word, Jesus is going with you. Oh, when I lay hands on them, they're going to recover. Thank you, Lord, for confirming your word. Oh, praise God. It'll make you go home. If ain't nobody sick, it'll make you go home and lay hands on your dog. Got to put this power somewhere. Lay hands on my dog. Get up, dog. Do something. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> the Bible said, and power went out of him. Come on now. Where it went somewhere, the power went to the assignment. Come on now. The power moves to the assignment that the word release gives it. She she said, if I just touch him, I know. See, faith is knowing. See, some people think faith is hoping it's going to turn out. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Faith is not hoping to change. When you get faith, you know it's going to change. She said, if I just touch the, I know. (laughs) She said, if I just touch him, I know. Why? Because we're dealing with a covenant. Covenant means I know the outcome. Covenant means once he gives his word, there are no other outcomes. I'm going to say that again. Covenant means that once God gives his word, there is no other outcome but what the word described. Amen. God lets us know that in the very beginning. When he recreated the earth, he said light be. But it was darkness covered the whole earth. The Bible said it was dark. And darkness covered the entire earth. But God didn't say dark. God said light. So there can be no other outcome then. When, when When it's the word of God, there is no other outcome. And faith means I know that there is no other outcome. Faith means I know that what he said is the only outcome. 
And if I got to stand here like Job, I'm going to wait till my change comes because I got a change coming because I got a word spoken from heaven and his word does not return unto him void. It accomplishes what he sent it out to do. So the word is going out with an assignment, praise God. It's going out to recreate, remake, realter, change so that everything lines up with the word. So if you stay with the word long enough, your mind will change. Your body will change. Your money will change. Your family will change. Your house will change. Your city will change. Your country will change. We just got to get some people filled with the word of God. Not filled with, I don't know what God is going to do. You never know. He's mysterious in all of his ways. Past finding out. You can't find that nowhere in the Bible. That's not the word. The Bible said, don't be unwise, but understand. I gave you pastors to give you an understanding. That's why you should come to church to get an understanding. So, when you get an understanding and you go take a test, are you hoping and wish you know the answer? Why are you smiling? Why are you smiling when everybody else is frowning and you're taking a test? And your pencil is moving faster than everybody else. Because you know the answer. That's why you're smiling, because you know the answer. So you know what the grade is before you get it back from the teacher. That was a hard test, the people walking out of class with you. That was a hard test. Really? I know I made my A. This is about knowing. These things are written that you might know. You have eternal life so that you can go to sleep at night because you know that's why Jesus was on the boat. He went to sleep. Now, the disciples did not know their outcome at that time. So what were they doing? Ah! (laughs) Grown men screaming and hollering. Ah! And they looked over and saw Jesus. They didn't wake him up because they wanted help. They woke him up because they were mad at him. Because people will get mad if you keep your peace while they messed up. They get mad at you. Why Why you ain't upset? (laughs) Get upset with us. What's wrong with you? (laughs) They woke him up because they were mad at him. Jesus got up. Walked out there. He said, let me show y'all boys what y'all supposed to be doing. Come on. Peace. Be still. And everything went calm. He said, because he puts you, your calling, what is man? God, that you are mindful of him. You just made him a little lower than yourself. You put him over all the works of your hands. You made him a dominant. Jesus didn't come down here 
But for one reason, it's to show you your dominion. Yes, he did. And therefore, he said, the works I do, you're supposed to be doing them also. So when they say it's tornado warning outside, Grab your blanket. Find the nearest bathtub. Cover yourself up. I'm telling you right now, that's not the word of God. You might go do it, but it ain't in there. You just went on somebody else's counsel right now. What did God say? Take it to the counsel of the ungodly. <laughs> It'll mess you up. Because if the tornado hits your house, it's going to take your blanket. It's going to take your tub. It's going to take your bathroom floor. It's going to take your walls, your toilet, your sink to another county. And everything is touched to it to another county. <laughs> but if you get out there... <laughs> And standing on the word, said, Lord, yeah. you said what the works I do, yeah. you can do also. Yeah. And the Bible said, they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah. Mama, she told me about a woman just said, just was, just hollered Jesus. Yeah. You know what the name Jesus means? Jehovah is. Yeah. So I ain't trying to be salvation. Is salvation. She just hollered Jesus holding yeah. her baby in her arm. And it blew everybody's house down at her. So the news at 6 and 10 wanted to know why this house was the only house saying. So they put her on the breaking news. You know, it's 24-hour news. It's the news at 6 and 10. Then it's breaking news. That means I don't care what you're watching. They break your programming up. Y'all, we interrupt your favorite program. <laughs> to bring you this breaking news. They said, lady, tell us why your house is still standing. Can you explain it? But before they could tape it, see, breaking news, you can't, you can't edit that. That's breaking news. They don't get to edit. They don't get to take your words out. It is what it is. And so they got to say, you want to tell us why your house is there? She said, you know what? All I did, I, was, I, was, I heard the wind coming, and, and I grabbed my baby, and I held her to my chest. And the Bible says, they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I just said, Jesus. I didn't say, Jesus, help me. I just said, Jesus. Amen. And so she said, Jehovah is salvation. And so the angels encamp around about them. Come on now. You got angels encamp around about them that fear God. And the angels gathered. You couldn't see them, but they were there. And they encamped around about her house. Because the wind that was blowing is subject to the name of Jesus. Because the Bible said every name in heaven and every name on the earth and every name under the earth it's got to bow to the name of Jesus. Hurricanes have got to bow to the name of Jesus. Tornadoes have got to bow to the name of Jesus. And the wind just bowed and went around her house. God didn't come for you to live an ordinary life. <laughs> he didn't send Jesus for you to live an ordinary life. He sent Jesus for you to live an extraordinary life. Because sometimes the devil brings things in people's lives. 
then natural power can't fix. It's a spiritual attack, so you're going to need a spiritual solution. Amen. A spiritual solution with more power. So God decided for every spiritual attack, I'm just going to use one kind of power. I'm going to use one kind of power to pay for everything. Yeah. Wonder if you just went to the counter, you didn't ma- it didn't matter what you bought, you just used a thousand dollar bill. <sighs> Got some bunny bread, thousand dollars. <laughs> the cashier is, is confounded that you got a smaller bill. No, I use the same power. <laughs> I use the same bill to pay for everything. Come on now. You just got to come up with my change, baby. <laughs> you just got to go get some change. That's what you got to do. <laughs> come on now. So the same power. There ain't never been a power like it. Because why? Ain't nobody ever come out of hell. When the devil got you down there, he just hollered, oh, you're going to be here a while. <laughs> you're going to be here a while. You can't get out of here. The Bible records the rich man, Lazarus, giving the testimony. He was in hell, and he knew he couldn't get out. So he's, he's telling Abraham, uh, send Moses to preach to my people because nobody should end up here. Nobody should go. That's why we should be the biggest preachers of the gospel. Because the Bible said hell was not, that Bible said hell was not made for a man. Yeah. Ain't no man got no business down there. But it was some folks going. Such was some of us. And so Jesus took our place there. And the devil thought he had it. Because he had to make a mistake somewhere. Because everybody down here is mistake prone. And everybody's coming here is mistake prone. And the devil found out one thing about men. You can always count on them to mess up. <laughs> you can always count on them to mess something up. Just follow them long enough. Put some stuff in front of them. They'll mess up. So he thought Jesus missed him. But then the Bible said after the third day, he should have read the Bible a little bit closer, shouldn't he? He should have known that Jesus' time was up. He was checking out. The Bible said after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, then the penalty for the sins of the world will be paid for. And whoever put their trust in him shall have eternal life. So after three days and three nights, even the Roman soldiers was concerned about him coming out of the grave. Mm-hmm. So they sealed the tomb and guarded the grave. And wouldn't that be something you saw Metro police officers over in the graveyard? The National Guard in the graveyard. We'd be, that'd be something, that'd be making news, wouldn't it? That's breaking news, ain't it? That'd be breaking news now. <laughs> we have the military out here watching this tomb there's a dead man in there that said he will be coming out, so we're here watching. Man, everybody glued in. <laughs> I gotta check this out. 
the Bible said after three days and three nights, God released the Holy Ghost. Come on now. He, he released them when he created the heavens and the earth. He used creative power that had never been demonstrated before. But then the Bible says that God went into another box and used the exceeding greatness of his power. So he exceeded everything that he had ever used before. Oh, it took some power to get you delivered. Come on now. It, gets some, it took some power to erase your name off hell's list and put it in the list of life. Hallelujah. That your name is written in heaven. They erased it in hell and wrote it in heaven. Now that's worth praising Jesus about. That's worth getting happy about. Took my name off the sick list. Took my name off the depressed list. Took my name off the destruction list. Took my name off the hell list and wrote it up in heaven. Made me a citizen of heaven. Put me in the family of God. You ought to shout hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. So the Holy Ghost descended with another power that nobody had ever seen before. No angel had seen this power before. Come on now, no demon had seen this power before. And he bust the doors of hell open, reached in and grabbed Jesus and pulled him up. <laughs> oh, glory. I got an impartation for you. Oh, I got an impartation for you. Get back up, Jesus. <laughs> and empowered him with power, the power of God. And Jesus stood up like Superman and tore the cloak of sin and death off of him. The Bible said he put death off of him. Oh, you ain't gonna never die. You just gonna step out of this body and step over into glory. You gonna be asking yourself, why didn't I do this yesterday? Being dead gonna feel so good to you. You're gonna say, why didn't I do this yesterday? And who was that praying for me to come back? Shut up! <laughs> Coming back down there messing with y'all. Y'all a trip. <laughs> I'm gonna kick these streets. Jesus stood up, the resurrected glory. And the Bible said he went over and stripped the devil yeah. of all his dominion and authority over this planet, defeated him, and marched him triumphant before all the angels of yeah. heaven as a defeated foe. Yeah. For the Bible said you will bruise my heel, but I will crush your heel. Yeah. So bend over. You want me to reach up and kick you or bend down? Don't matter to me. <laughs> it don't matter to me. You're going to be the one with the knot on the head when everybody sees you. <laughs> Come on now. And he released all the captives that was in Abraham's bosom. Amen. And then the Bible said he ascended up into the tomb where his body was laying. Picked his body back up. Put it on just like you put on clothes this morning. Yeah. 
And he said, I didn't put the rock down, so I ain't got to move it. And the angels showed up. And when the soldiers saw the angels, talking about you don't believe in falling down. You'd have been there that morning, you'd have fell down. And there wasn't no ushers to catch you either. <laughs> they went straight back. Some of them went forward, some of them went back. And the angels rolled away the stone. And Jesus walked out with brand new heavenly clothes on. The deaf clothes of the Bible said were folded up and left it in the tomb. That somebody folded up the deaf clothes. Jesus is a neat person. Some people just threw their clothes off just like they normally do. Just threw them off. Folded up the deaf clothes and left them in the tomb. And I said, man, where'd he get them clothes from? Angels brought him clothes. Are they not all ministering spirits? Sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Oh, glory. You get up every morning, you got a host of angels around you. Oh, man, you ought not have no more depressed days. If you just realize what you got. Like Dr. Jacob said, you get up and you look like the secret service is at your house. All around you at your house, watching over everything you got. They're hearkening to the voice of your word. When you get up and say, we're delivered from every evil work and preserved in your heavenly kingdom and we're kept by the power of God unto salvation, you engage the angels assigned to your protection. And the Bible said when you live like that, a thousand may fall at one side, 10,000 at the other side, but it shall not come nigh you. Hallelujah. Praise God. You ready to talk about healing today? I've just been preaching myself happy. I ain't started the message yet. I've just been preaching myself happy. <laughs> oh, praise God. What time is it? The Titans play today. I don't want nobody to have Titan-itis. It's 1130. I don't want nobody to get Titan-itis. They don't want to look at their watch, but they're looking at it. They're doing all kind of stuff. <laughs> Thinking they're putting their hand around their wife looking at it. They're getting tightenitis. It's stressful. Tightenitis is the stress you feel while you're at church, knowing that your team is going to run out on the field. You don't want to get up and leave because you don't want to seem unspiritual. So you sit there in stress, developing tightenitis. <laughs> Blood pressure go up when you got tightenitis. You get mad at the preacher. <laughs> when you leave, you don't say bye to nobody. You just head straight out to the car. That's the sign of tightenitis. People catch it right here at the services. Praise God. <laughs> I had to get delivered because my pastor could care less about football. Turn over here to Ecclesiastes. I told you to do that. 1130, I got to stop it. Is it 1230? Yeah. 
I forgot the other symptom. It'll make you, it'll make you lie too, Titanitis. It'll make you sit right in church and lie. It's 1.30. It's 1.30, y'all. Trying to get the whole congregation mad. It's Titanitis, man. It's a bad disease. <laughs> it's a bad disease to get right there in church. All right. <laughs> I better go right to this because some people are ready to go. <laughs> Over in Ecclesiastes, real quick. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Praise God. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Praise God. Ecclesiastes 12. Bam, there it is. I'm going to go right to verse uh, 13. It says, let us hear the whole conclusion. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Conclusion means the end. So I say Ecclesiastes 12, 13 is the whole Bible in one verse. It's the whole Bible in one verse. Let us hear the whole conclusion of the matter as it deals with God and man. This is the key to the whole Bible. And Solomon was so wise, he was able by the Spirit of God to encapsulate the whole Bible and the whole assignment of man in one verse. Let us hear the conclusion of half the matter, a part of the matter, no, the whole matter. He says this, fear God. We studied, it doesn't mean to tremble and be afraid. There is a trembling being afraid of God. That's for wrongdoers. Fear God means to reverence him. It's to honor him, to show him respect, to treasure him, to prize him. We were singing it this morning. Lord, I love you more than anything. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love yes, you more than yeah. anything. I love you, Jesus. Come on now. That's honoring him. You be right home, you'll go, I love you, Jesus. More than Titan. Amen. I got it on tape delay, Jesus. More than anything. Honor God. Respect him. Value his things. Cherish what he cherishes more than anything. Keep his commandments. It tells us to say, you know, people say, it's hard being a Christian. The Bible says don't say that. Because you know what the Bible says? The way of the transgressor is hard. But Jesus said, my yoke is easy. And I'm very light. I don't know what you're talking about. Got angels watching over you all night long. Come on now. Keep his commandments. And do not say his commandments are hard to keep. 
Well, when I first got out, soon I came to Christian, the devil attacked me. Cast him out. Amen. You have authority now. Cast him. Soon as I got saved, the devil just seemed like he just started showing out. <laughs> How many lessons have you missed? You're supposed to cast him out. You don't let your children just show out. Soon as Bobby was born, he just started showing out. <laughs> you get a little rod for Bobby. Uh -huh. The Bible said foolishness is bound up in a child. <laughs> the rod of correction, not a shoe. <laughs> not a shoe. The rod of correction, not a tree. The rod of correction. Not a stinching cord. The rod of correction. Just let me get my hands on something. That is not correction. You have lost it. You're unstable. You need help right now. You need treatment yourself. Let's get my hands on something. You need deliverance. Maybe some cast out. It's called rage. You do not correct in anger. Amen. Bow your heads for a moment to repent if you're a parent and you need forgiveness right now. That's why we're here. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. I had to repent too. Sometimes the little buzzards just get on your nerves. <laughs> 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 my mama reached for stuff too that wasn't in the Bible. That's why I still got this little jerk when I. You can't see it, but. Moving right along. Keep his commandments, for this is part. Part. A portion. This is the whole duty of man. That's the Bible in a nutshell. Duty means that I have responsibility. Because of the nature of your creation being made in the image and likeness of God and being given dominion over all the works of his hands, that makes you a steward. You become a steward of life. You become a steward. And so that means stewards are always held accountable to their master. That's why you leave this planet. Even as a New Testament believer, you have to give an account. Everybody does. There's two places to give an account. One of them, you don't want to show up there. You want to be off that list. The Bible said we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That's the Lord himself because we are the body of Christ. We're responsible for the assignments that he gave us. I got to show you honoring God means you have an assignment. In the church and outside the church, that's another time. But that white throne judgment, you don't want to be there. That's when the Bible said the sea will give up his dead. Mm -hmm. 
It's because you're in the sea, you're coming up out of there. Your body is. Just because you cremated don't mean nothing. Don't put you right back together, put you right up there. It don't matter. If one part is over here and one part is over there, it's all coming back together. So swoop, well, look at him. And they're going to usher you right in before the white throne judgment. And he said, if your name ain't found in that book, the second death. So don't be afraid of the first one. It's just when the spirit separates from the body. And Jesus took that one. But the one that is eternally separated from God forever. That's why I don't like doing funerals when people, I don't know their destination. I don't like doing funerals like it. I don't like, well, I had this second cousin, third, fourth removed from my family. I'm very, you know, I like for it to be a celebration. Yeah. They going home, they won't come back and mess with you no more. They gone, they don't want to come back here. Paul said it's far better. He said from the absent from the body it's to be present with the Lord, which is far. You ever know what far is? Let me say way over there. And I know it's sad. The Bible said we don't grieve. We shouldn't grieve like the world. But it can still be some grieving. You know what they're up there saying? You'll get over it. But I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. It was there some places you wouldn't go back to. Well, he said this is far better. And when he was caught up to the third heaven, the Bible said he saw things so wonderful. Jesus told him, you can't tell nobody about this. This is what you will tell them. But he said it was things that were so wonderful it became unlawful for him to tell you what heaven is like. And the more we understand what heaven is like, the less we grieve when people go there. Because we begin to rejoice with them which overcomes our missing them. We overcome our missing them because we understand where they are. We get like David. We get like David. He can't come to me. That's what he said about his son. But I can go to him. Everybody's going. Amen. Amen. But go in fine style. Have your job, have your work finished. Have your assignment done. So you're not going in. The Bible said that we should purify ourselves so that when we stand before Jesus, we're not ashamed. We should be looking for his coming so that when we stand before him, we are not ashamed. Go like Paul when I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. There's a crown waiting for me. I, he said that while he was on earth. You're supposed to know what's waiting for you while you're here. There's a crown of glory waiting for me. I fought a good fight. I whooped the devil when it was time to whoop him. And I 
kept the faith. I stayed on my assignment. When I feel like it, I was on the assignment. When I didn't feel like it, I was on the side. I was instant in season and out of season. It did not matter. Praise God. I kept doing good even when I was weary doing well. I kept the faith. Amen. And you don't have to be sick to leave here either. It's just like taking off your coat. Paul said, my departure is at hand. I'm leaving. Who was that? Happy Call, not Happy Caldwell. Charles Caps Said, tomorrow, y'all, I'm going to be out. I'm done. Yeah, he went around telling him, I'm done. Tomorrow, that's it. I'm out. Just like somebody leaving the company. This is my last day. Yes, he did. He became the master of his words. That was what God chose him to teach on. Your confession. Is how you will live. That was the topic God anointed him to teach on. He knew the power of his words. He said, tomorrow I'm going to be gone, y'all. Sure enough, time came around the next day, gone. The Bible said, it doesn't say for us, it's a time, it says it's appointed. But with long life will he satisfy you? And show you his salvation. You get to stay till you're satisfied. Amen. Paul got to the place. He said, I'm done. One of the times he said, I, he said, I want to go. He said, but I got to stay here for y'all. Yeah. He said, I'd rather go and be with the Lord. I'm in a straight betwixt. I got a challenge going on. I want to be with God. But you need me more here. Because he wrote two-thirds of the Bible. Without his revelation, we'd have so we'd be missing two thirds of what heaven wants us to know. So he stayed. Then he finished his job. Then he chose to leave. Turn to Malachi chapter four, verse two. It's my last verse, and I'm done. Honor God. What this verse tells you is that the people that honor God, that the sun shall arise with healing in his wings for them. Praise God. This Christmas lets us know that people that honor God, that the healer lives with you. Amen. Malachi chapter 4 in verse 2. One of the benefits of honoring God is that the healer is always available for you. Amen. Malachi chapter 4. But unto you that fear my name, that you reverence him, you reverence his name, you reverence the name of Jesus, you reverence, you honor God. He said to them, so this is a benefit to the people that honor. People who honor God have a right to healing. They have a right to to a response from Jesus for their healing. He said to them that fear God, he said to them that fear him, shall the son of righteousness arise with what? That you're going to have a visitation of healing manifest in your body. 
That's for them that honor God. They cherish him. They value him. They respect him. They have a right to an expectation of divine healing. If their body comes under attack, that's one of their promises. And he said, he shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go forth. Amen. You're going to keep moving forward. Your body is not going to be a hindrance to you being here. Really, you ain't even supposed to feel it. You're supposed to keep moving in life to accomplish your assignment. Third John 2 says, I wish above all things that you prosper. God wants you to have success. He wants you to have prosperity. He wants you to have wealth. That you prosper and that you be in health. That health is, health is your state of being regardless of your age. Age don't have nothing to do with it. Psalms 103 says he will renew your youth. Amen. Age is just a number. The condition of your body is something else. Age is just a number. It does not correlate to the condition of your body. Amen. The condition of your body is based on honoring God yeah. and how you honor God. It's not that people cannot come under attack. It's not that your body cannot come under attack and the enemy cannot attack it. But you have a covenant right to use the word of God and to walk in the condition of total health because of the covenant you have. Amen. And no consequence from sin has a right to act against your body for sickness and disease because I sinned. The Bible said all have sinned and it comes short of the glory. But Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The Bible said that Jesus he bore our sins on the cross. Amen. And now we should live unto righteousness. 1 Peter 2.24. By whose stripes we are healed. The moment I decide to honor God. Amen. And to walk in the plan that God has for me. I have a right to do it with a sound body. And I have a right to take my healing. And the Bible said that they shall grow up what? And go forth and then like calves. Grow up like as calves in a stall. A calf is a young animal. Livestock. Amen. He's not the old bull sitting there. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's got veal on him, the little nice tender, man. Praise God. He, he's fresh. He's, he's lively. Amen. He ain't a bull that unseen at all. <laughs> he's, he's a young calf. He's a lively calf running and leaping and having a good time. Yeah. Isn't that right, Brother Jim? Yeah, right. Having a good time, nursing and milking and, and receiving nourishment and growing. Amen. God wants you vibrant, alive, healthy, strong, yeah. prosperous. Amen. These are the people of God the sheep of his pastor, his flock. Amen. And so you have a right to receive healing if you need it, choosing to honor God, and then you have a right to minister to people. There's going to be somebody in your family going to need healing, and you're going to have to go to them. 
I remember Miss Carlita, she's not here right now. <laughs> she called me up and she said, my mama down is less than 100 pounds. She called me up. She said, my mama's less than 100 pounds. Pastor Rogan, she's not eating. She's not responding. So what shall I do? I said, the Bible says that God gets no pleasure out of watching people perish. That's the first thing we need to know. So what I said, he ain't getting, he's not excited about this. And he's the one that told us to go into all the world. And maybe you know, your whole family, you may be the only one that goes to a church like this. So maybe it's like Esther. You were born for such a time as this. You got to go help your mother. And she said, I began to read the scriptures too and begin to minister and pray for. And then finally one day she called me up. Mama's in Atlanta, Georgia. She done gained all her weight back and then took flight to Atlanta, Georgia. She's up eating and doing well and, re and is, has recovered. Come on now. Because somebody honors God and is willing to keep his commandments and let the Son of God rise with healing in his wings, in your family, praise God. Amen, in your home and with your children. You may be the priest in your family that God is using to bring his power into your family because you're the one that's here. Praise God forever. You get some help today.